We are Gold Ivy, a health company dedicated to simplifying health and wellness. The industry is lacking the honest experience and grit required to overcome the struggle, and we're here to fill that gap. You decide what works for your daily life and how to transform our lessons into your gold. Join us on the fearless pursuit of self-discovery and growth. This is Ivy Unleashed, a Gold Ivy production. Welcome back. You are listening to Ivy Unleashed here today with Brooke and Andrea. As always, we are so grateful that you are joining us. Yes, and you are going to want to make sure you have a notebook for this one because today you're going to hear so many life hacks and tips to help organize your life. Yes, and if you're listening to this while you're driving or in the shower, working out, don't worry, we'll have everything in our blog so you can reference back and find all the gold you're about to hear. Yes, and for those of you watching, you can see that we are joined by my good friend, Britt Williams. So Britt, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, I'm excited. One of my highlights of moving into this neighborhood has been gaining you as a friend and we have so many things that we do together we go on trips together our kids are in preschool together and I just I look up to you so much not only you know as a friend in the way that you are in your relationships but also as a businesswoman like you've taught me a lot already and you've shown me that as a business person that you can be a great member of society that truly cares about people, about the environment, and you always give 100% to everything that you do. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. My cheeks hurt. I'm smiling so hard. (laughs) But like back at you, girl. Oh, and you too, Brooke. Like the two of you together are just fabulous. I'm happy to be here. We're so excited. And I mean, the first time I met Britt, or was at your house, I should say, I walked in to just plaid everywhere. (laughs) And I was like, okay, okay, I see you, girl. I have a brand. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And then I walked into her PPC, which is um, a little office area. Office area. And I see this calendar, this schedule, this whiteboard. And I didn't even know how to process it, how to read it. I'm like, (laughs) Okay, so this girl's really, really organized. <laughs> All right. Um, we still have the whiteboard. I'll yeah. talk a little bit about that. Organized, I would say, is an understatement. Yeah, I'm like, okay. And then I watched her start her own company, become a badass. Well, she was already a badass. But watching her just take the world by storm, and I'm like, all right, it makes sense. This is how she does it. She stays so organized, doesn't miss a beat. Yeah. And I need to know her ways. Yeah, and it's cool to know you personally, but professionally, uh, we want to hear a little bit more about your story and how you got to this space. Like, we know it's a process, but can you tell us and the listeners a little bit more about you professionally as well? Yeah, so my current job right now is event planner, and uh, I've been doing event planning for about five years professionally. And prior to that, I worked 10 years at a, a financial services company where I learned a lot about what I'll share here because of uh, the leaders that I had and how powerful their leadership was. And so I have grown my career over the last 10 plus years. And I think about it as diving into strategy and diving into those details and taking a big picture thing that someone gives you and being able to break it all the way apart down to the tiniest details and nothing falls through the cracks. And then along the way, you create those moments, those those memorable things that people never want to forget. And that's where the event planning comes in, right? So I took all of the things that I learned in corporate and brought it into a passion job, mm-hmm. basically. And so that's what I'm doing right now. And then I also own my own business called Please and Thank You Granola Bars. And uh, that is just basically, I have a message of the power of manners, and how manners show respect for others and how no matter if like say I don't like you (laughs) I don't either it's okay well if you need to talk we need to talk about something you can just tell me right now let's sidebar (laughs) (laughs) but so say I don't like you I can still respect you though and I think that's what our culture needs and that's where granola bars and in a sideways way came in and said I just need a reminder of please and thank you, and the golden rule, and saying you're welcome. It's just a way that people need to connect. And so I built a business around healthy snacks that can share a really big message with people. And uh, so it's not only like 
care for yourself because it's all whole ingredients, care for each other, but then also care for the earth. So as we progress in through this, you know, this adventure, how can I make sure that one-time snacks um, take care of the earth as well? Mm-hmm. And they're delicious. I eat my granola almost every single day. And the only reason I ever switch it up is if I'm like not at home or if Justin's like, oh, I want to try something different for breakfast. And part of me is like, oh, I really like my granola. My prison, thank you, granola. But okay, fine. Yeah, I love what you said about starting big and then narrowing it down because that's exactly what health coaching is, right? Mm-hmm. Behavior change and starting small. And so when we talk about starting, I'd love to know how you got started and, you know, the strategy and the creativity behind it and all of these little things that you do to stay organized. What really fueled that passion for you? I think it comes from first recognizing how my brain works and playing into what works best. So my brain works uh, like a business, basically. <laughs> so, which is super nerdy and kind of boring, but it's a, it's a framework. And so what I want is, I'll share my framework, but I also want people to realize how does your brain work? Like what makes the most sense for you? And then take the tools and adapt them to how your brain works. So like what I'll go over sometimes is a bit overwhelming for people. Like my husband can't even look at it. He's like, no, thanks. (laughs) Um, And that's how I was when I walked into your house too. (laughs) Which is totally fair. But when you learn how your brain Mm -hmm. works, and I've spent a lot of time figuring out how does my brain function to get it to work the best for me. And I'm not like pigeonholing myself into what society is telling me to do. I'm just taking what society is telling me to do and adapting it to how it works for me. So how did you figure out how your brain works? A lot of damn time. (laughs) So I've been like, I've worked on this for 10 plus years, right? Like I was shown some of these tools back when I was 25 and I've just been evolving it and working on it. And when you push yourself a little bit and you're in um, professional situations where someone pushes you or personal situations where someone pushes you, you start to like really evolve those things into what works for you. And so when I get a tool when I'm 25 and then when I'm about to go back to work seven years later after having a child and I have no clue how I'm going to do work, travel, a kid, breastfeed, uh, workout because I'm not giving that up and I'm not giving up my friends. I'm not doing all that. So then I was like, I have this tool, like I can use this and I've been evolving it over the time. And so I would say over the past four years, like this has really started to ingrain, but it it's over time and like grabbing those nuggets and making them work for you. And so I love that we're even starting before you get into the tool and what it looks like is that this has been a process for you. Mm-hmm. You don't just figure yourself out. Like our, our tagline is self-discovery and growth. Right. And I think the more you know how your brain works, the more you know yourself. I think sometimes people think this is a selfish thing, but the more you know yourself, the more that you can figure out what are my strengths? What do I need to stay out of this chaotic place when I do have so much I'm juggling? And so I think that's such a great point. Not only is it important to know yourself, but it's important to take the time and know like this is going to be a process and it's troubleshooting along the way. Absolutely. And I love when you talk about know your strengths. I for the longest time, had a hard time with, like, I'm very detail-oriented, I'm very organized, all my friends, like, can at a drop of a hat, go off and be spontaneous, and I was like, that just doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And after a while, I was like, well, that's not my strength. Mm -hmm. I'm not spontaneous. And, uh, like, I love, and, uh, like, all my friends give me crap about how organized I am, but it It works for you. It works for me, and I think that people start to just appreciate it, but, like, I appreciate here are my strengths. I'm going to work on those strengths. And like the things I'm not good at, I'm not going to build a process around that. But also it works being your friend because then you throw an idea like, maybe we should do a trip before you know the next day you wake (laughs) up, you've got a full plan. You know, who's bringing what for lunch? You know, who's sleeping in which room, how much money you owe? Like, it's awesome. Well, I think it and complements. Then you can make a decision. Yeah, <laughs> you're staying true to who you are, what you're good at, so that other people respect that and like, okay, she's owning who she is. She's owning what she's good at, and she's confident with it because she's built systems around it. And it's oh, this work in progress. It took ten years, and you're still building upon it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, so, if you are spontaneous, or if you do have other strengths, you can still take a system and adapt it to how it works for your life 
right? And it, and so whatever we go over today, I just want people to like take those small nuggets and just make it work into your strengths and how your brain works and, and what works best for you. I can't wait anymore. We have to get into these systems. <laughs> so let's talk about these systems that you have in place that keep you organized. Okay. So if it's first, my brain is set up like a business. So if you think about a business, it's mission, vision, strategy, goals. So the mission is who am I? What do I value? And so something that I live by, and this is bigger than just the tool, but I think it helps put you on the right track and it gives you something to come back to, to reassess and to make sure that you're aligned. So when your goals are blah, 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 you can come back and say, does that actually align to who I am? Because it's more than just a label. It's more than I'm a mom, I'm a daughter, I'm a friend, I'm a wife, I'm a whatever. It's this is who I am. And who I am is that I live passionately. I exude gratefulness and I stand loyal. So if I do those three things in anything that I do, I know I'm on the right track. And that's my mission. Right? How did you get to finding that mission? I had a career coach and I, I took everything that she said. So if anyone's listening to this, they can take those nuggets and be like, who am I? Just take it from where your life is and really dive into it a little bit. And and figure out who, what are those things. Because those are the things that you wake up for. Mm-hmm. I wake up because I'm passionate about what I'm doing. I wake up because I'm loyal to who I am. I'm loyal to my friends. I'm loyal to my family. And then I'm grateful. Like you guys talk about gratefulness all the time. And I think you have to live in that, mm-hmm. right? And then just below that is your vision. So that's the, who do I want to become? That's like the big picture thing. The one that you strive for all the time. And I've created a scene that I believe in and uh, I wish for others too. It's be myself, be kind to myself, think outside of myself. Love that. So powerful. Can you say it again? Be myself, be kind to myself, think outside of myself. Those three things on a regular basis are actually pretty hard to accomplish with outside factors. Mm -hmm. On a regular basis, like that's just, that's hard, but it's something to strive for. So if you think about my mission and my vision, that keeps me on the right track. And that's everything that I'm going to come back to to reassess. And then you get down to the strategy, which is what you're excited about. Mm-hmm. And I have three different kinds of strategies for the systems that I have in place. One is proactive. One is consistent. One is reactive. I think you need all three in order to live your life. If I'm proactive, it means I've set myself up for success. If I'm consistent, it means that as things happen, I can stay on track, right? And then reactive, just like life, everything throws us a curveball. Something's going to happen. You need some kind of framework or system in which to get back on track quickly. And so I'll go through those three things. And the biggest one is my proactive, my model calendar. And uh, so it's time consuming when you first get going, but I think it's such a great framework to visualize your time, assess how you spend your time and really set yourself up for success and what you want to accomplish. So then the fourth thing of a business plan is your goals. And in my world, I call them priorities because I think a priority or when you prioritize something is a verb and it's an action word. And it means that I've prioritized the things that are really important to me. And so um, you can say goals if you want, you can say priorities, you can say action plan, whatever, but mine are my priorities. So when I refer to those, that means my goals. I love that so much. Sorry to jump in here, but I use that when I coach with people where if they're not meeting their goal over and over, I have them say XYZ is not a priority to me. So if they're like, I want to walk every day, I have them say walking every day is not a priority to me. And then I say, Mm -hmm. how does that make you feel when you say that? And so I love that saying, would it be more powerful for you to say that this is a goal of mine or this is a priority of mine? I'm thank you. And I use that with time too. Do you not have time? Are you not making a priority because you're getting up and you're going to work? you're working out, you're drinking your water and whatever goal that they want to achieve to say that too. So is it, you don't have time or you're not making it a priority? Because yes. if it was a priority, you would find the time. Mm-hmm. It's just it's, more powerful word. Yeah. Yes. I like that too. 
And such a great segue into why the model candle works, right? <laughs> but what I want to get into is this is important because it's important to you. It's not me telling you how to do an exercise. It's not us saying it's really important to have a model calendar. And so if you want to do it, dive into it and do it because it's important to you. And it's a guideline. Like it is not the end all be all, but it has to come from inside and you wanting to do it just like any other thing. Mm -hmm. So we dig into the systems and uh, if we start with the model calendar, biggest tool I have that helps me accomplish anything. And so the first time you do it, it's going to take longer than what you want, just like with anything. But I think the more time you spend on it and think through it, the more you'll get out of it. So your priorities are in four categories, personal, family and friends, professional, community. And I would put one to three priorities or goals into each of those categories. And is this weekly, monthly, just priorities of where I'm at in life right now for the year? Okay. So think about starting the model calendar, say at the beginning of the year, whatever, whatever the beginning of the year is for you, depends on if you have a fiscal year or not. (laughs) Stupid joke. (laughs) (laughs) So you think about the, the priorities you want to accomplish that year. And you write them all out in those four categories. And then what I want you to do is this exercise of writing down all of the things that you do in your life, all of the things you spend time on in a day, in a week, in a month, and just write it all down. And like that can just in itself takes enough energy to think about what you do. Like you sleep and you exercise and you work and you have a passion project and you have friends and family and hobbies and kids and appointments, finances, bills, like it's a lot. You just write it all down. I'm (laughs) overwhelmed. But what you guys talk about though, is like the brain dump, right? Like you just write it all down, you get it all out. So then what I want you to do is go through your list and say, what do I want to delete? Oh, on my list, what's not bringing me any joy? What's not bringing me any happiness? I actually don't need to be doing it anymore. What if it's work? (laughs) Then you need a new job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you delete it, what's the consequence of that? Right. Okay. Right. So what's something that you could delete? Like what's something that you guys are doing right now that you're like, oh, that's a good question. Dishes. Dishes. Uh, Oh, yes. That one I think you can delegate. Yeah, I can't. Justin? I can't let it fully go. Yeah, please, babe. But think about my weekly runs to Target. You exchange mm. that with Instacart or something. Yeah. Or I maybe deleted, I actually deleted because of COVID, going to and from work. Mm. Yeah. I deleted meal prep um, because of COVID as well. And like that in itself is about an hour and 15 minutes in a day. Which feels good to delete, but then also you have more time to allocate to something else that you love yeah. or that you want to put in there. So then the next thing is delegate. So of the things that you're doing, is there something that you can delegate that someone else can do just as well? You can let it go and put on there who's going to do it. Like clean my house. We bring in cleaners because cleaning my house brings me zero joy. It actually like takes all of my energy out of me and stresses me out. I'm just willing to adjust that in my financial budget and like make it work. And then, or like I delegate, I don't do any dinner prep. I don't do, I don't make dinner. I don't go to the grocery store. I don't so on and so forth because Trevor takes over and, and Trevor's my husband, but like there's certain things that don't bring me any joy and it's actually really helpful that someone else has taken over. What if people don't have that someone else? So then you think about what are the other things, which is like the um, Instacart or the, the Instacart. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Or Amazon coming right to you or, or if you had to do it, how could I make this easier on myself with meal planning or things like that? Yes. There's a different way to do it than how, if it's bringing you zero joy and and it's, and it's sucking energy from you, there's a different way to do it. Even just going through this exercise to think about what brings you joy is bringing that self-awareness that can be super powerful Mm -hmm. and just get creative with it. There's always a way. And let's be real. There are some things on your list that you don't get to delete, delegate, or delay. Like that just is part of life. But if you have enough of the things that bring you joy, the other stuff is okay to still do, right? I love that point, yeah. And so the last one is delay. And I think 
this one is really important for me because it brings me a lot of grace. So like when I had Oakley, I had to delay all crafts and hobbies. I was like, I actually can't create any crafts right now that, and crafts is, and like art is like this, um, creative outlet for me. And I was like, I just need to set that aside and know that I've set it aside, but it's not going anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. Learning to unicycle. That is on my (laughs) list. Everyone, she can do it all. She is practicing becoming a unicycler in this neighborhood. I have delayed it though. <laughs> but but you you I've seen you do it. I yes, I tried. And here's the thing, <laughs> this is why I didn't accomplish it in the timeline in which I set out because I didn't put it on my model calendar. I didn't set dedicated time every day to practice. You were intentional about it. And so then it just kind of fell off and I felt kind of crappy. It was like, "Well, I set this goal." And I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Stuff, other stuff came up. Winter came. <laughs> and so I'm just going to delay it. It's not going anywhere. It's staying there and it'll stay on my list. And next year we'll just reevaluate to see if that needs to go up. Random question. When did you think in your mind, I really want to take on this unicycling hobby? Oh, years ago. Um, Cause I don't have a stage talent. Oh, okay. <laughs> well now you do. Yeah. If you, if you practice it. Yes, exactly. So Get back to it. That was one of my things growing up was I don't have a stage talent. Like I can organize the crap out of anything, but I don't actually like You create the the environment to have a show by being yeah, the you plan the show. Yeah, I can do that, but never was I able to like think I could actually You don't want to be behind the scenes. I love being behind the scenes. Right, but I'm saying if you had to, mm-hmm. then you you need a talent. I got you. Okay. Yeah. And so for years, I've wanted to unicycle. Like I thought that could be the thing. And, uh, it, you know, ebbed and flowed, and then <laughs> COVID hit. And uh, it was May. I think it was Memorial Weekend. And I just, I looked up a, a unicycle, and I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> was Trevor like, what? <laughs> He's like, okay, well, um, you have a unicycle now. And so Where are we going to store this bad boy? <laughs> So he put a hook uh-huh. up on the shelf. That's the other thing. He Trevor. made it work. Yes. So Trevor owns everything in and out of the house. Like, and I just call it a Trevor thing. Like if someone asked me a question about my house, I'm like, it's a Trevor thing. That's a Trevor question. Like I don't need to worry myself with that stuff. Like that if, sounds like you don't do anything though, which I know you do a lot. I don't do anything in or outside of my house. So what are the, what things do you own and put on the model calendar? <laughs> that's funny (laughs) I just delegate the shit out of everything right (laughs) no I know you do a lot but it just sounds like if you don't do anything in or outside of your house it sounds like you don't do anything but I know that you do a lot yeah so when I say in or outside of the house it's like all the lawn work or fixing the house I still do all the dishes and the laundry and cleaning the house and making sure it's tidy managing the finances managing the finances I manage um, all of Oakley's appointments and his stuff Trevor owns all of Tilly's stuff, like a dog. (laughs) For those of you that don't know Tilly, (laughs) thanks for clarifying. She's a very big part of the family. She's a huge part. Although she is literally the tiniest little dog you've ever seen in your life. What's that quote? Although she is little, she is fierce. 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 (laughs) Okay. So now that we've gone through all the things that you do, you've delegated, you've deleted, you've delayed. Now you have this list of the things that you do. And what I want to make sure is that list aligns to your priorities. And if they don't, you need to think about it, right? So you just wrote out all your priorities for your personal friends, family, community, and uh, your professional, right? Mm -hmm. So you've written that all out. And the things that you do every day, do they align? And that's what we need to make sure at the end of this exercise that those two things align and you've created space in your calendar and your time to accomplish those things. Because those things are the things that help you be successful, that help you move forward, that are aligned to your mission and vision. Those are the things that make you feel important. And so if you think about like community, right now my big thing is how do I make sure my family is as green as possible, right? Like how do I make sure my house doesn't add to the landfills even more than what we normally do or professionally lately that's been taken up by please and thank you because I have so much passion Mm -hmm. around that and I still am passionate about event planning but I have to be mindful that maybe you don't get to go full blow on both of them at the same time Mm -hmm. right so now this is where you get to you have all the things that you do there's a hundred 
in 68 hours in a week. And that's it. Great. How do you want to spend that time? How do you want to make sure that you're maximizing your week to align to your goals? So you go down through your list and you estimate how many hours per se I'm going to spend on sleeping. Because I know sleep means that I get to accomplish all of my things. Like you can't do the things without sleeping. Mm -hmm. So if I need seven hours of sleep, seven times seven, 49 hours. Okay, that's probably one of the biggest things I spend time on. And then I'm growing a business. I think I need to spend about four hours a day on average growing my business. So that's what I think is 31 hours or something like that. So like you go down the list with that stuff. So now that you have your 168 hours all divvied up and it's estimated at this time, you just like put the numbers down. What do you think would work? And you have like a total at the bottom and you kind of adjust and you play with it a little bit. And then you say, where are the priorities? So you can see based on time, big rock, small rock, sand. Mm. So if you think about, um, it's this old saying that I've heard, if you fill a jar, you want to first put in all of your big rocks, all of the things that you must do, the things that are most important to you. And then you put in the small, the small rocks. Those are the things that you really like, you know, the, the things that you want them to happen. And then the sand is the extra stuff. But if you flip it, right, and if you fill your jar with sand first, then your small rocks, you probably don't have room for your big rocks. Mm -hmm. So you need to make sure that you prioritize your dues and make sure that those big rocks are even more aligned to your priorities. So now that you have this list, right, so you've written down all the things that you, that you do, you've delegated, you've deleted, you've delayed, and now you've said, this is how many hours I'm going to spend on each of them, and I've prioritized them. And if you're like me, you've color-coded all of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> it makes building the calendar a lot easier, right? Mm -hmm. So now what you do is, like I take a spreadsheet, and across the top, you do Monday through Sunday. Mm -hmm. And then on the side, you do midnight to midnight in 30-minute increments. That in itself seems overwhelming, but it'll make sense in a little bit. Stay with us here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and then I start to block out my time. So I say I'm sleeping seven hours on average per night. And so I put that in on the top and the bottom, right? Like midnight to 4.30 or 5, and then you go to bed at 9. So like you make sure every day has seven hours. And then you start in like every day I like to work out or I like to meditate or or I do something. So you put that in there because it aligns to your dues. Mm -hmm. And then you put in your work time and you put in your family time and like you start to build this calendar and it's all color coded and it matches up and it, you go back and forth and you make sure your time makes sense. So now you have this visual representation of, of what are the things that you're doing. It just starts to help you assess how you spend your time. Am I spending time on the right things? Does this make sense? Am I, you know, am I spending too much time doing things that isn't helping me go forward the way that I want to? Mm -hmm. And so you end up with this awesome visualization. I think it's awesome. It's like one of the prettiest things I make <laughs> of, of how I spend my time. And it is really, really helpful to help me be present in the thing that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm, this is blocked in my calendar, right? This is on Sunday at work because it said family and friends time. You're right in there. And I know I'm supposed to be right here thinking about this right now. Mm -hmm. The biggest one and the game changer is sometimes for new moms. So you just have a baby and you don't think you can go hang out with your friends. Like you just went to work all day. You just want to hold your baby. You want to, you know, you're like, I can't spend time with my friends, like I need to be with my kid. But if you look at your calendar, you like, oh, I spend three hours with my friends. I've prioritized three hours with my friends a week and I can see it right there. And then I can see all of the other times where I'm actually with my kid mm -hmm. and where I spend time with my kid and, and like why that's important. And you're like, oh, okay. And that's such a good point too, as a new mom too, because you are so worried about, you know, where am I? Am I being present with my friends? And if you don't know when you're going to be able to be with your friends next or be around your kid or have that high quality time, 
then you aren't fully present because you're thinking, am I a bad mom for being here? But if you can visually see, no, I have the whole day tomorrow to be with my baby, or I have next week, I have two hours that I can just be fully present with my friends. I'm going to really embrace this time and like read a book to my kid or whatever and not worry about when that's going to happen. Or I think of me and, you know, people who aren't moms yet or parents with me doing the hour to hour is how I do mine. I know that whatever I need to get done is going to get done because I've put in my week. So whatever I'm doing, I can fully be present because I don't have to worry about what I need to do because I know it's going to get done because it's in my calendar and it's, mm-hmm. it's that brain dump. And then it's also the scheduling it in and knowing, okay, it's out of my brain. It's in my schedule. I can be where my feet are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think that's so important and, and it helps to continue to ground yourself in who you are and what you want to accomplish. And when you know that my time is supposed to be spent here because this is why I've prioritized this thing. Therefore I'm here. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just a visualization of that. So then once you have that all set and you're like, yeah, this is great. What do I do with it? Right. (laughs) Like it's now it's just this document. I personally, I print it out and I put it out um, close to me, right? And so on a weekly basis or a monthly basis, I can actually check my calendar against the model calendar. And so the model calendar isn't isn't supposed to flow into your actual day-to-day. That's the next tool that I'm going to give you. The model calendar is like your financial budget. You set your budget to accomplish your financial goals. But then every month or every so often, you actually like put in the numbers. This is what I spent. This is what I spent on my gas bill. This is what I spent on gas. This is what I spent on shopping. And you assess. Mm-hmm. And so you need to take your model calendar and assess where actually am I spending my time? Maybe I need to redo what I'm, how my schedule is looking because I'm not accomplishing the priorities that I've set in place. So do you, at the end of the week look at your calendar, like, have you put in things in your week? Like, oh, I actually only slept six hours there, or I didn't actually do that thing I said I was going to do that's on the model calendar. That's awesome. Such a great question, because I want people to remember this is just a guideline. Okay. It's a framework. It's, it's not one that I think you need to live and die by. I would say, because I've been doing this for so long, you could look at my model calendar and I'm in the bucket that I'm doing about 75% of the time. Like I'm pretty much on track. However, I know if I switch a bucket, like, and I'm talking buckets of time, right? Like, so if I decide I'm not going to spend my time doing granola bars on a Tuesday night, it's a conscious decision. And I'm moving that to somewhere else or I'm taking it away and putting something else there. And it's a conscious decision that I'm making so that I can continue to move forward. And I also want to note that you've been practicing this and doing this for 10 years. So when you first get started, you're not going to be anywhere near 75%. But what I've noticed is as I start to move things, I get frustrated with myself. So then before I flake out or I, you know, I'm like, I'll just do this later. I'm like, I pause. I'm like, am I really going to want to do this later? So it makes me more intentional with how I'm doing my time. And then also the follow through. Right. It's like creating accountability. Yeah, absolutely. You have a framework for yourself because it's your priorities. It's the things you want to do. Like no one is telling you all this stuff. You, you, most of the time you're your own worst critic, right? Like you're competing against yourself, the best self that you can be. And it, this is just a framework to help you accomplish those things with some grace that's built in. with Because it's a guideline. It's a framework. It's a way to get you to that next step. And if you don't accomplish it all the way, you know why, right? And you can accept that and move forward. So the model calendar is yearly and then you do a weekly one as well? um, No. So I assess it every like three to six months. Okay. Am I still on the right track? And I think that life changes um, quarterly. I think your schedule changes quarterly. I think your priorities might change. Like, maybe adjust a little bit. And so I want you to take a look at your calendar again and say like, hey, like, do my days still look like that now that it's summertime? Do my days still look like this now that it's fall time? 
And it's a great way to make sure that you adjust to the reality of your life while still accomplishing your priorities. Just because you have four seasons in a year doesn't mean you can, you know, forget your priorities that you set at the beginning of the year. And so I think you just have to be realistic with yourself that life means you have to adapt. Life means that you have to change. Like one of my favorite memes that I've ever seen is being an adult is like looking both ways and being hit by an airplane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Amen. Like you're doing all this stuff, right? I like, I'm looking left. I'm looking right. I got this. Like, and then then bam, out of nowhere, you're hit by an airplane. (laughs) (laughs) And but that's life and you have to adjust and you have to make sure that you've built in enough flexibility and you have the foundation in place in which you can adapt, but keep going forward with who you are and what you want to accomplish. Aligning with that vision that you have of yourself, what's important to you, because if you don't adapt, you're not going to live out who you are and ultimately what makes you happy and why you're here. Right. And that's what the systems are all about. Give me a foundation in which I can always check myself back. Right. And nothing's more precious than time. And it's all about where you spend it. And if that's supporting who you are. And so I love that you've said, go back to that. Like, is that, am I spending my time with who I want to be and what I enjoy and what I love or what's important to my family or however you want to put it? Exactly. So then now that you have this framework and you have a system to reassess it, and then once a year you go back and you say, like, what are the priorities that I actually accomplished. And I think I hit like, what was my number? 83% of my priorities last year. I'm like, it's actually not too bad. Mm -hmm. I think I had 18. I wrote last year was a big year for me. So I went and I'm like, it's actually not too bad. But like the ones that I didn't accomplish, are they still important to me? There's a reason why I didn't accomplish them. A, I didn't spend time on them. B, they just weren't important to me anymore. And I didn't reassess them. Or they don't make sense anymore. And so if they are important, let's put them back on the list for next year and then refigure out your calendar. If they're not important, take that off. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do it and don't worry about it. Because by the way, no one's looking at your model calendar. Just <laughs> you. you. Yeah. I love that. Just you. Okay. So you reevaluate the model every three to six months, quarterly, but you're weak. I got to know. What does that schedule look like? Yes. So that gets into the consistent strategy that I've talked about. And um, I call it to-do list management, <laughs> which- We got to think of a more fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I, I run a couple different types of to-do lists. I run one for my house, which Brooke, you've seen. And I run one for work, which is a slightly more complex, but- you know, both get it done, right? So at home, I have a whiteboard and I have different colored markers. And so the night before the next day, you write out your to-do list. So what do I want to accomplish on Monday? And then Sunday night, I'm writing it all down in blue. And so then on Monday, as I accomplish those things, I just erase them. And that's really satisfying, right? Mm -hmm. Super satisfying. My husband can see anyone that shows up at my house. And by the way, like, my mom comes over on Wednesdays. I write her a list. She can write, she can like cross her stuff off too. That's where delegation comes in. Like if you have someone that's willing to help you take the help, like mm-hmm. you don't need to die on a sword. Mm-hmm. Right. And so every, every day I do that and I leave, if I didn't accomplish something, I leave it on there in that color. So now it's Monday night and I take my green marker per se. And I write out all the things that I want. And anything that I didn't accomplish on Monday is still there in blue. So now it's this visual representation of why didn't I accomplish that? Or like by the end of the week, how many colors do I have going? Oh, I like you know? that. And, uh, and there's a, you just keep it on there. Like you've thought about it. You want to do it. You leave it on there. Don't rewrite it. Don't waste your time. Just keep your list going. So that's at home. And then at work, I run something called a priority matrix. And uh, so across the top is do now, do later. Across the side is high priority, low priority. So if you think about that, the top left is the most urgent thing. It's high priority, do now. Those are the things, those action items actually go right into my calendar. And I block those things. And so anything that's in my do now, urgent, that gets time on my calendar and I, and I block it out. And you get to decide if you block that out and it shows that you're free 
or it shows that you're busy, depending on how urgent that task is. But then as I accomplish those things, you just delete them out. But if you don't, you have to move it to the next day that you're most likely going to get it done. So there might be a task that is actually sitting in my quadrant, my urgent quadrant that I didn't get done, that now I get to physically move to the next day and I have to think about it again. And then I have to physically move it to the next day. This idea of awareness. Yeah, right? And so then, like, if you look at your quadrant, then you just need to keep assessing, are the things that I need to do later, do those move into the do nows? Or does something that's high priority, is it actually low priority? And so you just reassess your quadrant every once in a while. But it basically is just a large to-do list that you keep and you never rewrite. Like it's in a document, it's on one note, like you're never going to lose it, right? So it's not like a weekly thing. It's just as a task comes in, you figure out which box to put it in. But how do you know when to put it in your calendar? When it's in the top left quadrant, the gotcha. most urgent one, then it goes into my actual day-to-day calendar as a to-do. So how do you, how often do you revisit that where you know, so say it's getting your budget done and it's in the bottom right, how as time approaches, then it just moves I usually use the time with my leader, like your one-on-one time with your leader. So professionally, I, I request weekly one-on-ones with my leader. And weekly, I will reassess where things are in, okay. in my model calendar or in my um, priority matrix, and then decide what I need to show them and, and what I've accomplished and what I'm working on. So it also makes sure that I'm held accountable to all the things that they've requested and that I'm showing them all the things that I'm doing as well. So if someone doesn't have, say, that one-on-one, they could aim for, okay, once a week, I'm going to take a look at my matrix and mm-hmm. see if this is aligning. Is there anything that I need to add to my weekly calendar because it's now a priority? Yep, exactly. And so the best thing is when you get to delete them, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's really satisfying. And so those are my two different to-do lists that I keep. And then reactively, so in case if you're, you feel like something's falling off the tracks, right? Like you need like a guideline or a system in which to get yourself back on track. And I call it the three A's. So this isn't necessarily a system. I would say it's a framework in which you think, and then it feeds into the other one. So The three A's, you're aware, which you just picked up on, you acknowledge it, and then you take action. So first, I have to be aware that I'm off track. Like, if you're not even aware, then you don't even know it's a problem yet. Do you have a question you ask yourself to, like, create that awareness? It's a, normally, it's a feeling that I have. The simple one, which you could probably relate to, is I've been sleeping in too often, which is throwing off my day, which is throwing off, like, how I feel, and I'm not... You know, like I'm sleeping until uh, six or seven, but I'm supposed to be getting up at five. That That's a big difference. And there's a reason why I'm sleeping in, right? It's probably because my body needs it or I'm spending too much time later in the night than I need to or whatever, right? But after so many days of doing that, you feel a little off. So now I'm aware. And then you have to acknowledge it. And I think that's a, those are very distinct. You can be aware, but you can justify the hell out of it. Until you acknowledge it and it becomes something that you take in and you're like, I can own that. Like, it just is what it is. I'm not going to justify it anymore. Like, I'm done justifying that I get to sleep until six or seven for whatever reason. Okay. So now the action that I need to take is slowly get myself back to the time that makes most sense in my model calendar, in like my regular day, how things make me feel. And so then you take a look at your to-do list. Is there something that you actually write on your to-do list? Like wake up at 5.30 and then you get to cross it off. Mm -hmm. Or you get to leave it on there because you didn't wake up at 5.30. Or do you need to adjust your model calendar? Is your nighttime activities so important that you need to adjust your morning activities? You know, and so maybe the reason why you're sleeping in is because something important is happening somewhere else and your body is just requesting it. Okay, so honor it. So if I actually need to sleep in until six, okay, then let's take a look at my model calendar, readjust, because then 
I know that the things are getting done that I want to get done and Mm -hmm. I'm not scrambling. And now I have this like peace of mind that I get to honor my body with what it needs and I still get to do the things that are important to me. And so those are the three A's and how it then fits back into your proactive and consistent. So do you have some type of time in your week or your month where you're like, I'm going to address the three A's, like I'm going to sit down and think about the three A's or is this like a daily thing that you do? I think it's something that comes up randomly. Like I don't sit down and say like, there's there's something off, you know, like in what, like that's not how my brain works. My brain works like it just will like come up, be like, that's why I'm off. Like, mm. or you notice that you're yeah. feeling anxious and you're like, why am I feeling anxious? Oh yeah. Because I was supposed to wake up at five and now I'm two hours behind mm-hmm. in everything I had planned. Cause I woke up at seven. Exactly. And then the way I usually process it by like going for a walk or I work out or I like just, I take some time and like think through it and it might take me a couple of days to figure it out. Right. Like it might not be as easy as I'm sleeping in a little bit. It might have something to do with like your diet. It might have something to do with your friends. It might have something to do with your kid. Like something is off and I know it. I just got to figure that out. And once I'm aware, acknowledge action, I think you can get yourself back on track. And there's grace that comes with that, right? Like that's not a one and done thing. It's a lifetime thing. It's a lifetime thing. And it, it, and that's, like it's a foundational framework in which you can always use and think about it with like your family or your friends too. Like if they're not aware of the issue, then there's no way that you're going to get them to act on anything. Mm-hmm. Totally. And if they say they're aware, but they're not acknowledging it and they keep justifying it, there's no way that they're going to take action just yet. So I'm curious on how this has benefited your life. Cause I think about people that are like, I don't want to manage every hour of my day or that sounds like too much work or that sounds like I, I I want some more flexibility. I want to be more spontaneous or whatever. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that versus like how you've seen this benefit you in your life. Good question. So it has benefited me because I'm more present where I need to be. I know that I'm on the right track because I'm living the right intentions. And so I've taken a like a crazy career path or back 20, like when I was 25, I wanted to do something and be something way different than what I am now. And so when you talk about labels, but when I was 25 when and then now, I still have those same mission and the same values. I just am doing something slightly different, but it still makes sense and my intention is still right. So this framework gives me a foundation to know I'm on the right track. I'm living my right life. The intention is right. And uh, I have something to fall back on. Like life is so crazy, so busy, has so many things coming at you left and right and what you should do and what you can't do and all these things. But if you just know who you are and you have a framework and you have something to fall back on, it gives you that peace of mind that like, hey, like if I make this decision right now and I know that it's aligned, that decision will lead me in the right place. I don't know where it's going to lead me, mm-hmm. but it's going to go in the right place because I did it with the right intention. And ultimately create more joy with the fact that you know that aligns with your values. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we put time and effort into things that other people want us to do. They want us to be doing these things. And deep down we know, like, I actually have no interest in doing that, but I, I want to people please. I don't want to let them down. So that's where I'll spend my time this afternoon. And then everything's behind and all the things that mean more to you that you would have rather been doing anyway, mm-hmm. you fall to the wayside. Yeah. But no, that honestly really resonates with me because since creating Gold Ivy, I've been blocking out my days hour by hour. And at first I felt nuts. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, am I really going to live the rest of my life like this? I felt so anal. And then I had to check in with myself because I would get this feeling of when I would stray off of it or I wouldn't do it. And I'm like, what is it about this? I'm like, okay, well, like I said earlier, I'm allowed to be more present with what I'm doing. I know it's going to get done. And then I ask myself, am I happy? Am I enjoying what I'm doing? Yes. Is this working? Yes. So if it's working for me, then why do I care? And then to 
partner with that and what Andrew was talking about. If you want to be spontaneous, you know exactly the time chunks. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, that's probably contradictory to being spontaneous. But if your friend calls you up and you're like, hey, you want to go blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I was supposed to do this. But you know what? That is going to bring me a lot of joy. And I can do this somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And that's where grace comes in. And that's where the flexibility and the adaptability comes in. So be as spontaneous as you want as it fits into your foundation. I think too, if that's going to bring you joy, well, ultimately that aligns with your vision, who you are. So even though you didn't do what you said you were going to do initially, it's you're still living in alignment with who you are. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. Yeah. And think about this model calendar is on a yearly basis. I'm not talking day to day be a hundred percent. I'm talking over like an entire year. What is it that you want to accomplish? How, well, like what's the next step you want to take for yourself? Mm -hmm. And you get to adjust and adapt to that as it makes sense for you. Like there's been years where like I take a look at it at six months in, you're like, that's not a priority anymore. Mm -hmm. And I just, I like cross it out. Like that doesn't make sense. I'm not going to spend my time there. What's so nice about this is this is like something you can do for your personal life, your professional life, like you're talking about with Gold Ivy. I mean, there's so many moving parts. We have so many different parts of a, a health company. It requires to remember a lot of things, a lot of steps. We've created lists we never thought we'd create before because it's so easy to miss something. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious with you creating Please and Thank You, how this has kind of waterfalled into, you know, from the model calendar into your business and how that has helped you create this and run this. So if you look at my model calendar, I actually spend more time on my business than I do with friends and family. And that's because it's important. But it, that also means that I can be absolutely present with please and thank you and absolutely present with my friends and family when I need to be, right? Like I have that division there, mental division. And so in the, my model calendar, please and thank you is in there. And then within that, I have my own whiteboard for please and thank you and all of the things that I need to do because I've never done a food company before. I actually don't, I've never worked in the food industry. And so I'm trying to create a product based on a message, but be FDA approved. <laughs> <laughs> so like there's lots of things that I need to understand and know. And the approach that I've taken with that is just take the right next step. Okay, Elsa, next right thing. <laughs> But that's actually a great song and that's, it's got a good message where it's like, I don't know what this is going to mean for me down the road, but I do know what the next right thing would be or the next right move would be with your right. business. Exactly. One step at a time. It literally is one step at a time. And what I found is when I take the next step, there's always someone that I run into or figure out or something that I run into that tells me what the next step is. And so like I'm coming up on selling uh, 20,000 granola bars. Congratulations. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> and that's in less than two years. And when I started this, like who knew? I think I started selling it on like Insta story, <laughs> one granola bar at a mm -hmm. time. And so now I'm coming up on 20,000 and I'm in a couple retail stores and, and there's so many different things that you need to know on each step. But if you just, if you take what you're doing right now, do that the best that you can and you master that and take that in any part of life, right? I'm going to just do this the best that I can and then trust that because I'm doing it with the right intentions, it's going to lead me to the next right that one. That is making me emotional just thinking about our company because we that's what we tell each other all the time is that we're pouring our hearts and souls into what we're doing and we're both reminding each other like, Let's just do this the best that we can in the moment that we're doing and just be who we are. And I love that you just said that because that's really powerful. And it shows through in everything that you guys do. You know that the passion is showing through. You know that you've like, you figured out one thing and you mastered it. Like the amount of prep time that you guys put into Gold Ivy to make the launch what it is, to make the next step what it is, and then get to 3,000 listeners and so on and so forth. It's it shows in what you do and you have a system like you have nation and the longer that you run with that and the more that you evolve, it's going to like just be so ingrained. In and now we're going to have a model calendar that we're going to get to play. <laughs> off of too, so right? Thank you. And then when you have that, when you want to grow, it's easier to bring others in mm -hmm. to help you grow. Right? Like I didn't have people to delegate my stuff to 
way back when because I didn't know what I needed to do. And so the more that you get into it and the more that you figured it out and you have a foundation and you know the values of what you're doing, you can have someone else come in and live that with you. Mm-hmm. And so it shows in everything that you guys do too. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. It means a lot. I would say when you have your passion project and you have your your regular job that you have to do or you have all the things that you need to do plus your extra, you have to be able to compartmentalize those into your calendar and and how those work for you. So my home life is is organized one in that way, right? Like I have my to-do list there and then I have my work stuff. And that's how I make money, right? Like I need to provide for my family. I need to have benefits. I need to excel at my job. But then I have my passion project. And that needs to make sure that I run that as effectively and as efficiently as I can while still keeping me happy. And so I think it's important that in your brain or on your your to-do list that they don't necessarily all meld together. So you don't have home stuff, work stuff, and passion project all on the same list. Mm. I think there's different priorities between there, and I think that you need to compartmentalize them. And uh, when you're going to run so many parts of your life, I think you have to have some of that division. Keep the brain organized because it can get overwhelming very fast. And then you're spending your time in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not sitting at the dining room table labeling granola bars (laughs) while I'm trying to like set up meetings at at my job right like you need to make sure that I think compartmentalizing just gives your brain a break Mm -hmm. it lets you focus on the things that you need to focus on you can be present in what you said you were going to do that hour or whatever time right so I feel like when you've been doing this for a while right and you're already pretty organized it sounds great or even if you're just listening and you're like yes I need this in my life and then you sit down to actually do it it's kind of intimidating so where would you recommend listeners or anyone to start I think you have to first start meet yourself where you're at you need to meet your brain wherever you're at you need to understand how your brain works and where you're at in your life and take little nuggets and little things that you've learned and gradually build that in. So first, meet yourself where you're at. Second, I think the most impactful thing anybody can do for their schedule is to start to build the model calendar. And it seems daunting, but it's the most impactful way to assess your time and to make sure you're on the right track. And then I think the easiest thing that you could do is work on your to-do list. Write your to-dos for the next day, the night before. So I would say like the easiest thing that you can do, write your to-do list for tomorrow, tonight, and then assess where you're at, where's your brain at, and then dive into that model calendar. I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, we just want to thank you so much for all your wisdom, all your gold. This has been absolutely amazing. Yes. Well, thank you so much for all these tips. I love it. And we're going to put this in the blog and everything. And um, I'm I want the listeners to know where to find you because you're big on social media. And I feel like even just following you and seeing what you're up to, you can tell you're intentional with your time and what you're doing. So where could our listeners find you? So if you want to follow me and my business, I'm at please thank you granola bars on Instagram. You can follow me there. My website is please thank you granola bars.com. And then my personal page is Brit and Williams and that you'll just see recipes in Oakley, my son, and <laughs> Tilly. <laughs> and Tilly. <laughs> A lot of good yeah. things. Exactly. And so um, those are the two main places. Awesome. And like Andrew said, we'll plug that in the blog. So, and on all of our socials, you'll see. So yes. definitely check out Britt. Well, I'm just so thankful you're here for listeners. I know you had to walk a really far way to get here. Um, one block away basically from my house, which I'm so grateful that we're neighbors. But I, I'm just so grateful that you're here to provide all of these tips for people and that people can watch you on social media and follow you and try please and thank you because it's delicious. It's good for you. My kids are obsessed. I'm obsessed. Um, but before we jump into three gold stars, are there any like final thoughts, any wrap ups, anything that you wanted to leave our listeners with? I think the most important thing is to know that this is a guideline. It's a framework. It's not the end all be all. It doesn't go into, you know, every 30 minutes of your life. It just helps you frame up how you want to spend your time to be the person that you want to be. And so it's a tool and use it as that. Love it. 
All right, well, let's jump into our three gold stars. So, Britt, these are three takeaways for our listeners, three action steps. So, now it is time for our three gold stars. <laughs> All right. I think you need to understand how your brain works and adapt the systems to work for you. I think you need to create yourself a life mission and vision so that you know that the steps that you take are intentional. And then at the very least, I think you need to write down the things that you're doing and go through and delegate, delay, delete. And I think that in itself is a really powerful first exercise that just is writing things down and you can take it from there. And up next, Unleashing Ivy. These are our surprise rapid fire questions that I know you don't even know what's coming. Are you ready? I'm so ready. All right. First, Britt, what's one thing you do to center yourself when you're feeling unorganized? I, uh, I probably, so if I'm feeling unorganized, I probably go back to writing a lot of to-do lists. And you know I'm unorganized when I have too many to-do lists going. <laughs> like if I got notes going and it's because my brain is working in so many different directions. And it's okay if you're in that spot, right? But at some point, you got to just sit down and combine and consolidate and figure out what are the things that I'm actually supposed to be working on. And so um, I would I probably recenter myself by like, taking all the things that are going on and like pull it together. So it's just me spending 15 minutes at my computer and just digging into something. Or it's me trying to accomplish something really easy to give myself that win. Mm -hmm. And then you can go into something else like, yeah, I really am a badass. I can go on and do this mm -hmm. other stuff and, and recenter yourself a little bit. Give you Love some that. of that momentum. Speaking of all of your lists, we didn't even ask you, you know, where do you document this? Is this paper? Is this electronic? Is it somewhere like where do you keep this so I've created an excel spreadsheet and a few people have actually asked me for the tool as well so I have put it on my website um, so under the tab partners to know you'll find gold ivy one of the first ones and then there's a button at the bottom that says model calendar and you can just download it and it the whole process that I just talked through is in there I put examples of it a couple different examples so you can see things like I did three years ago versus what I'm doing now. And then there's the something for you to fill in as well and do the exercise yourself. Oh like a That's amazing. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. I cannot wait to dig into that. I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. When you're really struggling with managing your to-do list, what's one thing that steers you in a positive direction? Delegation. Mm. So I am lucky enough to have a support system in which I get to delegate and I do my best to be grateful and like recognize all of the help that I get. But there's people in my life that are willing to help me and I'm willing to let them help me. Mm -hmm. And so, and it just, it blows my mind how like people feel like when I help somebody else, I feel great about that. And it, so as long as I'm grateful and I'm, I'm giving them things that, you know, are not too difficult, like, thank you for helping me. And so if my to-do list is too much and like I'm overwhelmed, I might talk to my husband and be like, I can't do this. Like my brain can't work there and do this. Can you help me? And so he might pick it up or um, my parents or a friend or something like that. Like I can't focus on this, but I know it needs to get done. Are you willing to help me? Or like someone will just offer, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, like you look a little stressed, Brett. Like what can I do? <laughs> but like, the point is there's nothing wrong with asking for help. No. And, and to take people up on it because you do want to be the person that does it all. You know, you, you love being told you're superwoman or super mom. It feels so good, but take it up. Let people take on some things if they're willing. It's such a great point. I'm so glad that you brought that up because people struggle with that big time. They do. And I have in the past. And you kind of have to let go a little bit of like, if you want to do my dishes, you do the dishes however you want. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to do my laundry, I don't care actually how you do my laundry. It, just the fact that it's done and it's off my plate, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. And there's certain things that people are okay with delegating and not delegating. But if someone offers and they're like, hey, can I watch your kid for, you know, three hours? It looks like you're you're super busy right now. Sure. 
<laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. You know, like, I actually don't care what you do with him. Keep you, him alive. Keep him alive. Like, <laughs> but I appreciate that. And I think that then brings people into your circle. Like, it creates this loyalty and it creates gratefulness. And, and you get to stay passionate about the things that you're passionate about. And, and to your point, like, you don't have to do it all in order to be it all. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you have a system around you and you can use that. Beautifully said. Yes. All right. Last question. What's one thing you wish you would have known sooner? Grace. <laughs> uh, like I'm my own worst critic and I'm preaching the choir because I think a lot we of people all are. are. Right. <laughs> and uh, I will probably say this again in 10 years because I'm sure I'll learn even more grace. But I would say over the last decade or so, there's a certain amount of just forgiving yourself and being okay and meeting yourself where you're at and uh, knowing that that's okay, right? Like, actually, I can't do that right now and that's okay. Or actually, I'm going to dive headfirst into that and I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. So there's a certain amount of grace that you start to like develop and live in and it's not justification. So there's a big difference I think between grace and justification one is awareness and acknowledgement the other one is not acknowledging what's actually happening Mm -hmm. right and so when you have the foundation of a model calendar or system you get to bring in a certain amount of grace to feel good about yourself while you're still moving forward at whatever pace that is Mm -hmm. you can go fast and you can go slow but you're still going in the right direction with the right intentions And I think it allows you to take ownership is kind of a big difference between justification and grace too is I'm giving myself grace. I know that I could have did this. It it falls on me versus justification, blaming. Mm -hmm. But the ownership is like, there's probably a reason why this is happening. Mm -hmm. And to know the reason and to understand the reason and, and to be okay with that is a whole different level. All right, so we leave all of our listeners with a piece of gold. So this is a quote that speaks to you. So would you like to do the honors, Britt? Yeah, so this is something I've come up with, and it's my vision. It's be yourself, be kind to yourself, think outside of yourself. This is Gold Ivy signing off. Listen to your truth and go chase your gold.